Well, good morning and welcome to Local Matters. This is Education Matters, and today we have a special guest, Dean Lisa Zagumni of the TTU College of Education. Welcome back, Lisa. Good morning. Thank you so much. Well, it's great having you back on the show, and uh, uh, we've got a lot to talk about. Let's start today by talking about something that is just a little bit of history right now, uh, but happens in the month of May, and that's National Teacher Appreciation Week. Each year, all across the nation, there's a week set aside to celebrate our teachers. Tell us about that. Happy to. It's just one of the most exciting weeks of the year. Anytime we can take time to recognize all of our educational professionals and all of the hard work they do. National Teacher Appreciation Week is May 1st through the 7th. And at Tech, we celebrate a couple of different ways. We hold a reception the Tuesday of that week because that Tuesday is always recognized as National Teacher Day. Um, At that reception, we recognize 12 current educational professionals And these folks have been nominated by, they might be teacher candidates in their classes or education faculty, and they're recognized as outstanding teachers in their respective disciplines. So we had 12 of those folks this year. Wow. Yes. um, I'm happy to share the winners with you. Uh Um, We have broken out into the respective, respective disciplines. Our elementary educator this year was Devin Hetty from Burks Elementary. Our middle school educator was Tara Ward from Avery Trace Middle. Our high school educator was Landon Melton from Cookville High. Our art educator this year is Amber Wall from Clinton High School. Our music educator is Ashley Francis from Prescott South Middle. Physical educator is Josh Bowles from Burks Elementary. Special education is Devin Hawk from Northeast Elementary. Our librarian this year is Marissa Julian from Capshaw. Our early childhood educator is Nikki Gomez from Bondacroft Elementary. Our administrator of the year is Patience Cannon from Allgood Elementary. Our ESL educator this year we recognized Louise Michaud Nagito from Allgood Middle School. And our school counselor this year was Kelly Phillips from Allgood Elementary. But in addition to recognizing these current teachers. We also recognize future educators, and these folks are nominated typically by their mentoring teachers and then sometimes our faculty. So these are teachers to be. Exactly. How about that? Exactly. And this year, we and we always recognize an undergraduate student and a graduate student. Our undergraduate student this year was Savannah Cinnamon, uh, and she's an elementary ed major. And our graduate future educator was Holly Neal, who's secondary ed science. Well, that's pretty neat. That's pretty neat. It's uh, a pretty diverse group and represents all kind of different disciplines. Um, How are they chosen again? These are the practicing, the current teachers are nominated by either our teacher candidates or our faculty members. And then the future educators are recognized by their mentoring teachers and our faculty sometimes. But typically, those are our mentoring teachers. And like I said, we celebrate a couple of different ways. So the week after we recognize uh, as National Teacher Appreciation Week and have our reception, we go out. We identify a school district each year um, where we travel to that district and recognize all teachers. We give them these beautiful, swanky, purple tech college of ed pad folios and deliver cakes that say we appreciate you. It's a fun couple of days to get out into the schools and let those educational professionals know we recognize the hard work they do every day. 
this year we went to Roden County. How about that? How about that? Well, that's a great way to stay connected to the schools. And um, this College of Education certainly goes well beyond Putnam County. You you serve students. I mean, you serve systems all over the state. And we'll talk a little bit more about that in a in a few minutes. But uh, that's great that you got up to uh, Harriman and Roan County, and and uh, I'm sure those teachers uh, those teachers appreciated it. Well, it's. Um, it's fun to talk about Teachers of the Year, and, and in fact, I'm going to have one on this show here in a couple of weeks uh, that was chosen by the Rotary Club in their Teachers of Excellence program, Stephen Simmons from um, Capshaw Elementary. So we'll we'll get to celebrate some more this this month as we uh, uh, as we visit with him, but. It, this time of year, it's good to celebrate because there's all kind of pressure on these teachers to close out the year. TCAPs, and and um, it's just it's a good time to say thank you, isn't it? Most definitely. Anytime you can say thank you to a teacher or any educational professional, um, please do it. They need all of the support and recognition we can give them, and we know how hard they work every day. So, Well, I, I mentioned uh, TCAPs, and TCAPs um, students and teachers alike feel the pressure when those things are are coming on. Um, I'm sure a lot of parents and a lot of our listeners don't understand what the Tiki apps are used for and and how they are related to teacher assessment and there there is much or more teacher assessment than they are pupil assessment, aren't they? Most definitely. That's one way that the school systems, the State Department of Education, the State Board of Education can see potential growth from students over time and in those classrooms. So it is really more of a teacher assessment than it is a student assessment, um, although they can track student achievement. But it's the, the data from that testing is used multiple ways, um, and teachers work with their students to prepare them all year long so they're ready for these exams. Um, it would be nice that they wouldn't be quite so high stakes for the teachers involved Yeah. Um, because, you know, it's hard to capture an entire academic year in, you know, just a few hours of a test. Um, but we know that they work hard to prepare those students and the, the students understand, um, for the most part, what's at stake. So we just want to make sure everybody's prepared. And it's pretty well done all over the nation uh, in slightly different formats, I guess. Most definitely. Um, Tennessee has sort of prided itself in being a little bit ahead of the curve in terms of teacher assessment. And that it comes with some other issues at hand, right, being out ahead of the curve. Um, but I think our State Department has done great things in trying to make this um, meaningful to teachers and the school systems and the families that we serve. So, well, that's great. That's uh, it, it's super, and I know everyone will celebrate when uh, the TCAPs are over. And in case you didn't know, TCAT stands for Good Question Ten- Tennessee Comprehensive Assessment Program. Is that right? Sounds great to me. Okay, it's, that's pretty close. <laughs> anyway, I, I think that's what I've always. Uh, uh, thought of it as, but it, it's something close to that. Some of the listeners can 
send me an email and let me know if that's if that's not it. Well, you mentioned that you um, you celebrated during National Teacher Week. You celebrated the uh, some graduates, some teacher candidates that are ending their uh, their current degree program. Um, talk about those a minute and talk about what they've been through and sort of what they're getting ready for. Sure. Um, well, as you know, and just in case you don't, we graduate the most teachers in the state of Tennessee and more districts hire our teacher candidates than any other educator preparation program in the state. That's worth saying again. Right. So Tennessee Tech graduates more teachers than any other system in the state of Tennessee. That's right. And Although we work very well with all of our ed prep partners absolutely across the state. Absolutely do. And, I, and I've seen that partnership working well. But that's good to know. And more systems hire our graduates. So that's right. They, they go a lot of places. We'll talk some more about that. Um, our candidates spend a lot of time in the classroom um, working with mentoring teachers before they go out on their own. During their final academic year, they participate in a year-long residency. So not only are they working um, with mentoring teachers, they also get a lot of constructive feedback from supervisors who go out and observe our candidates. Our um, supervisors tend to be retired teachers and retired um, school administrators. So they really provide some quality feedback. This residency is just one way we can help to ensure that they're getting useful feedback um, from people who are witnessing their teaching firsthand. We use the same assessment for our residents as the districts do for in-service teachers. That's the team assessment. And this also helps to prepare candidates for just what they'll experience as practicing teachers. That's pretty neat. That's pretty neat. And um, I, they've been through the pandemic, so they've been preparing during this time of um, quite a different approach to education. How has that affected them? Um, I think it has really, I mean, what we're seeing is a greater appreciation and respect for teachers um, as the professionals they are during the pandemic. I mean, what really stands out to me is just the teachers. Um, if we learned anything from the pandemic, it's that we have great teachers in our classrooms. Uh, they had to get really creative with how to reach and teach students. You probably saw in your own neighborhood teachers setting out boxes or bags of school supplies for the students' families to drive by and pick up. I saw a few teachers in my neighborhood do that over the course of the pandemic. Teachers are committed to student success, and they'll go above and beyond every time to make sure they're doing the absolute best for their students. Um, there's something to be said about the energy of having students in classrooms with their teachers. Teachers know how to motivate and engage students. They're committed to student success. Um, so while our candidates were out there during this pandemic, they got to see teachers at their best, really um, trying to help ensure student success. So we just need to do our absolute best to provide additional supports for teachers and students. And was there a time during the pandemic when um, uh, teacher candidates were not allowed in the schools? Did um, they shut it down to the, even those kind of visitors? Not so much Good. with our um, partners. I mean, there were a few schools where we had to um, move some stuff around and, and make some accommodations. But in the grand scheme of things, we were really lucky um, that our partner districts allowed our candidates to come into the schools. Excellent. Well, I'm glad to hear that. I I know they would if they could, and I just didn't know how far that uh, that quarantine went. So. 
That's great. Well, we're going to take a quick break. This is Education Matters, and we are talking to Lisa Zagumny, and we'll be right back. What's so important about shopping with locally owned businesses? When you shop local, your hard-earned dollars stay here in the community, helping to benefit your friends and neighbors, local schools, roads, and all aspects of community life. But what happens to my money if I spend it online or at a national chain store? In most cases, the profits go far away, out of state, corporate headquarters, or even overseas. It doesn't take any extra effort to shop local. Office Mart on South Jefferson and Cookville is your locally owned office furniture and supply store. For over 35 years, they've been proud to serve businesses in the Upper Cumberland with quality and value. You get real customer service, too. And unlike shopping online, you can actually see and try out the large inventory of office furniture in their showroom. And when it's delivered, it's not a box on your step. They're glad to install and set up everything. Office Mart. There's no other locally owned office store in the region. South Jefferson Avenue across from Hardee's. Shop local at Office Mart. Welcome back to Local Matters. We are talking to Dr. Lisa Zagumny, the Dean of the College of Education at Tennessee Tech University. And we've been talking about uh, National Teacher Week, and uh, we've been talking about some of the teacher appreciation activities that have, that have gone on and a little bit about teacher ed candidates. Lisa, let's sort of follow up on that a moment, though. Um, after the student leaves the ivory tower of Tennessee Tech or any other college or university. Now, they've been out in practicums and been in in student experiences, but for the first time, they get a full year, eight to five or or seven to four or whatever it is, but it's a full-time job instead of getting ready for it. What do you hear back from first-year teachers about their experiences in that first month or that first year? We do um, track our students for a number of years for accreditation purposes, um, but we also want to know how they're doing. So we check up on them pretty regularly. A few of the experiences that they've shared with us include, well, one, how well prepared they were for their students. Of course, we want to hear that. Um, And it's good to know that what we're doing is actually helpful. But Typically, the students are a little anxious um, or surprised at the knowledge they've gained during their preparation, but some of the realities they've shared are how surprised they are at some of the obstacles that those K-12 students face um, that they didn't really, that they weren't exposed to while they were a teacher candidate, Um, but it could be something along the lines of surprisingly surprisingly high rates of homelessness Um, to poverty or the dynamic complex and shifting family compositions. So we have teachers and educational professionals going above and beyond to help students and their families, but it's something that when those needs are beyond the academics, um, that those teachers really want to make a difference and see how they can contribute. Um, I think a lot of people would be surprised at what a day in the life a teacher looks like. Yeah, I would think they would be um, be surprised. And I grew up with a teacher. My mother was a, a teacher. And um, so I saw some of it. But I think even now I'd be shocked at the, the many, many things they do, including early mornings and evenings and weekends. So talk about some of the things that people may not um, – 
think about the teachers typically do? Mm-hmm. Um, just the troubleshooting, the number of decisions that they have to make in any one instance. Um, I don't think people really understand um, the complexity and the the speed of the decision-making process that happens because you never really know. You can be as prepared as you, the best you can be, but it's about so much more than academics. So you have no idea what a student's going to bring to you on any given day. Um, and our teachers are professionals, so they're going to do their absolute best um, to try and help out in those situations. And that's why we see so many teachers and the educational professionals in schools working as teams um, because that way they can leverage each other's strengths. But you just you really have no idea what's going to happen on any given day. So the best you can do is be present and listen and um, help the best that you can. So they bring a backpack, but that backpack or that bag of, may have books, but it may have all kinds of other problems in it that that teacher's got to help uh, counsel and uh, mitigate whatever else is happening in that that student's life. It it has to be a challenging um, challenging kind of thing. What have uh, teachers said back to you or fed back to you in terms of the the happy moments? Mm-hmm. What are some of the really happy things that they see? Once they get out there, just watching their students succeed, um, experiencing those light bulb moments, you know, because sometimes learning isn't quick or efficient, right? Sometimes it takes a little bit of time for those lessons to set in and digest. Um, so they get really excited about those light bulb moments anytime their students succeed. And it might not be limited to school, right? This could be something that they're doing extracurricular activities um, or doing, you know, participating in sports in the local community, they're excited to see those students succeed in any way, shape, or form. Um, And they get really tickled when somebody, you know, they age out of their grade, they might age out of their school, but then they come back and thank a teacher. That's huge. So if take a minute and thank a teacher in your life, um, they get real excited about that because again, it's a, it's a tough job. Um, So just being prepared and getting that opportunity for um, recognition is huge. So if you're listening and you're driving down the road, uh, don't do it now. But when you get a chance, write a note to that teacher of 20 years ago or 30 years ago and tell them what you remember and how you how you appreciate what all they um, they did for you. Well, one of the things that we've um, we've done before, but many of our listeners may not um, be with you, uh, have been with you on earlier uh, earlier kind of sessions. So, tell us a little bit about the College of Education and its programs. Just sort of bring us up to speed on your degree programs and uh, both undergraduate and graduate programs. Happy to. Um, We're a bit of a monster, and I'm not sure people recognize it. Uh, We have three different academic units. We have counseling and psychology, we have curriculum and instruction, and we have exercise science. Across those three departments, we have 27 different bachelor degree options. Wow. So you can get a BS in psychology, you can get a BS in exercise science, a BS in curriculum and instruction, but then they have all different kinds of um, concentrations. So in exercise science alone, we have nine different concentrations, everything from exercise physiology to fitness and wellness, sports administration, pre-athletic training, pre-OT, pre-PT, in curriculum and instruction. 
we offer every licensure endorsement offered by the state of Tennessee. So you could go into early childhood, special ed, pre-K-3. You could go into computer science education or English as a second language or middle school math or science or social studies. You could do secondary ed, math or science. Um, You can do foreign languages, special education. So we have a lot going on with our undergrad degrees. Like I said, we have 27 different bachelor's degrees. Um, that you have to choose from. We also have 11 different masters in educational specialist programs with 16 different concentrations in um, counseling and psychology. We have four different master's programs, clinical mental health counseling, psychology, um, school counseling and school psych, and then school counseling and school psych also have that EDS um, program available. In exercise science, our master's degrees are fully online, and we have five different programs to choose from. Um, Exercise science also has that ed specialist um, option for folks to choose from. And then again, in curriculum and instruction, it is every licensure endorsement offered by the State Department of Tennessee. So we have three fully online programs, whether they're master's or EDS, that's ed tech, library science, and literacy. And then we have a handful of programs that are master's and um, ed specialists that are online or hybrid, everything from applied behavior analysis, curriculum, early childhood, family and consumer sciences, instructional leadership, special education. Um, And we have two programs that are master's and ed specialists that are still on ground. Um, And those are that on ground um, approach is driven by those disciplines. So secondary education and STEM education. Wow. That is... uh a wide range of programs, and we are going to uh, pick up on one or two of them after another quick break and talk about uh, maybe some of the unique things in the college. This is Local Matters. We're talking to Lisa Zagumni, and we'll be right back. Welcome back to Local Matters. We are talking to Dean Lisa Zagumni, and we're talking about the phenomenally wide range of programs, both undergraduate and graduate, in the College of Education. Lisa, we we think of tech as, because of its name, as a, a STEM kind of campus, and everybody talks about engineering, but frequently uh, the College of Ed has more uh, students than any other college on that campus. So it's a you're right. You've got a monster of a program there. Let's talk a little bit about um, some more about the graduate programs, and um, particularly the the one that maybe uh, folks don't think too much about. You offer a PhD in exceptional learning, and that's an interesting title. But it's uh, you, you offer other PhDs too, but. But tell us about that exceptional learning degree and then about the others also. Mm-hmm. Our exceptional learning PhD program is in its 22nd year. Can you believe it? 22 years. Um, this program focuses on the characteristics, strengths, and educational needs of individuals and groups whose learning potential and opportunities for success, for success are frequently unrealized. Um, Exceptional populations include people um, for whom social, economic, or physical characteristics may serve as a barrier to development and learning. So the program prepares leaders to work in schools, agencies, and universities 
to affect positive change in populations of diverse learners addressing social, economic, and physical characteristics. It is a 79-hour program with 13 hours of core coursework, which really deals with um, those populations, six hours of electives, 15 hours of dissertation, and 21 hours of research coursework. And that's really what makes this program stand apart from other terminal degree programs. We have two three-course research sequences. So we have one sequence in quantitative inquiry and another sequence in qualitative inquiry. We know that many students stop out of terminal degree programs at the point of dissertation, not in this program. The students are well prepared to conduct research. We even have one course that's the last course the students take where they develop their research proposal and a draft of the first three chapters of their dissertation. We want to make sure they're successful and complete the program through original relevant research. Most of these students, well, we have five different concentrations in exceptional learning. We have applied behavior analysis, literacy, health behaviors and academic wellness, program planning and evaluation, and STEM education. So most of the students that graduate from exceptional learning end up in academia in some way, shape, or form. Many um, go on to become faculty members in their respective disciplines, but they may also go on to become administrators. So they might work in um, institutional research or student affairs or um, library yep. science. Yeah. But those that don't go into academia may work as board-certified behavior analysts. Um, we have some folks who serve as data analysts for the State Department of Education. The newest concentration, health behaviors and academic wellness, will move our graduates into health-related fields. So we're super excited about this new addition. I agree. That's uh, that's exciting to uh, to think about these folks and their capabilities to um, to help folks who have some kind of exceptional need move on in in their in their life. Now, in terms of baccalaureate and master's preparation to come into this program. What kind of backgrounds? Do they come from about everywhere? They do. Um, one of the concerns that we hear from potential students is that they don't come from a teaching background. So can they come into this program? Will they be prepared for it? And we're like, you will most definitely be prepared for it um, because we want that wide variety of backgrounds. Um, for students to be able to play on their strengths, and they go through in a traditional cohort system. So it's not competitive. Like many terminal degree programs, we want them to work together. So we've got folks, um, our students are um, tutoring each other, if you will. If somebody's a really great writer, somebody's really great with statistics. So um, we'll, we'll pull in people from a wide array of backgrounds, um, and it doesn't have to be education specific. So we'll we'll provide them the background that they need to be successful in this program. Well, that's great. That that um, it's just such an interesting program. And I've uh, I was at Tech when it started and and uh, watched it over the years, and it it truly does produce some um, some phenomenal types of graduates. Uh, well, we were talking about graduation and about the sort of the end of the year, uh, this is a time not just for for teacher appreciation, but it's also a time for awards at the university, isn't it? Talk about uh, what's going on there and some of the awards that, that you're involved in. 
happy to love the award ceremonies. Um, at our same Teacher Appreciation Week reception, we also hold our College of Educator Award. Um, we recognize our folks who've won awards at the college level. Um, and then, of course, we always have a couple of university-wide uh, award winners, and I'll save those for the end. But at our um, reception, when we recognize our College of Ed winners, uh, we recognize faculty, staff, students, alumni, and we always have a guest of honor. So this year's award um, awards went to um, Jennifer Meadows in Curriculum and Instruction for Teaching, Derek Edwards in Counseling and Psychology for Research, Dorota Silber-Furman, um, who's also in Curriculum and Instruction for Service, Natasha Wilkerson, who's in Counseling and Psychology, was recognized as the Team Player of the Year, um, Danette Way, she's our Outstanding Staff of the Year um, over in the Associate Dean's Office, and Meredith Lewis was recognized as Advisor of the Year, so the students really brag on Meredith for her um, very caring way of advising them. Um, Ariel Hayes was our alumni that we recognized this year. She is a school administrator down in Chattanooga doing great things. And our students that we recognize this year, we always have undergrad and grad, and they can be recognized for leadership, service, professionalism, or their go-getter attitude. And this year, our undergrad leadership winner was Rachel May, and our graduate student was Hannah Willis. You might know her because she's currently serving on our um, tech board. Um, our undergrad service winner was Julie Isles, and our graduate student winner was Sean Hinkle. Our professionalism award this year went to Lucas Tomlinson and Carrie Wilson. And then our go-getters were Isaac Antwine and Noor Al-Sharif. It's it's a feather in the cap of these students to win these awards because it's their faculty, it's their peers who nominate them for the awards. And that says a lot about a student if your teachers and your peers recognize the extra work you're doing. It really does. And it's, um, it, it's great always to see these students um, and see them come forward and say, this was a great teacher or this was a, a great advisor. And uh, that's some of the fun parts of the administration out there to hear students uh, talk about how much they appreciate the good work of, of some folks. So congratulations to all those award winners. We've talked about the partnership a little bit between the, the um, College of Education and the Upper Cumberland. Uh, it's always been there when TPI, when the Polytechnic Institute was started, there was still a vision of teacher education there. It was one of the practical work experiences that Jerry Whitson used to used to talk about. So um, that partnership goes back a long way. But you put students out all across the United States certainly all across the state of Tennessee, but you've got a special relationship with the Upper Cumberland. Talk about the teachers in the Upper Cumberland for a moment. The majority of the teachers in the Upper Cumberland are graduates from our programs, and they are also our primary partners. Um, Putnam County in particular is our primary partner um, because they help us educate our in-service, our pre-service teachers. Um, they are 
Well, if you think about an undergraduate program of study, you have 120 hours. 60 plus hours of those are gen ed, and then we basically have them for our last two years. And then we know that final year, they're out in the schools. So we're pretty much equal partners with the educational experience of those pre-service teachers. And I'm not sure that our primary partners, um, that if we really stopped and counted clock hours, they probably spend as much time in the schools as they do with us. It's a vital part of the experience. Most definitely. We couldn't do it without our partners. And we're lucky that we're situated in a community where the teachers, the practicing teachers are committed to the student success of the pre-service teachers because they know how important it is. They, they're our future. Um, so they know that they're going to go through this process with us to help sure uh, ensure that we're doing the very best we can to create the best teachers for the future. And those teachers probably went through that pre-service candidacy period in the schools themselves. Mm-hmm. Most definitely. Um, we really enjoy working with our partners. And well, we have agreements with 54 districts across the state. Um, but those primary partners, Putnam County, um, we also work very closely with White County, um, really make a difference in the preparation of our teachers. Because like I said, if we counted clock hours, we're probably split down the middle in terms of that preparation time. So we appreciate everything they do because we know teachers are already busy. If we put a student in their classroom, that's going to give them that much more to do. But we can't do it without them. So that really makes all the difference. I think they are just vital to the success of this this program. And it, it is We'll, we'll make it Teacher Appreciation Month and expand it to System Appreciation Month and just say thanks to all the system administrators and all the teachers who host our teacher candidates in a given year. We've been talking to Lisa Zagomny, the Dean of the College of Education at Tennessee Tech University. And uh, Lisa, we've covered a lot, but boy, I had a lot more questions, a lot more things to cover. We'll get you back soon and continue the conversation. Thank you so much. Love being here. Teachers rock. Oh, thanks very much.